Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. After God's Own Heart is the title of the series that we're in. Hallelujah. We've done two messages so far. This will be part three. We're talking about after God's own heart because we're expanding at highway. We're increasing. We're in the middle of a media, getting ready to launch a media campaign. Uh, In October 24th, we'll have a special offering for this media campaign. We want to publish and broadcast the gospel like we never have before. And we're talking about the heart of God after God's own heart. In this series, we want to cultivate this habit of focusing on God's heart, His desires, His plan, His purpose for our lives, and what He desires to do in you in the earth. And the only way you can know this is through relationship with the Holy Spirit. Because man doesn't have a clue why you're here. You have to have a personal 24-7 conversation and interaction and worship uh, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Cultivate that in your daily life. As you're going through the day, just worship the Holy Spirit. Talk to Him. You're on earth to, to flow with Him. And I realize he's probably the most unknown member of the Godhead and, and, and the, the devil is trying to keep him, uh, keep people from, from interacting with him. That's why there's so much controversy around the uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues and the gifts of the Spirit. But the Word of God is very clear. The Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father, Jesus said, right? Not a promise, the promise of the Father, Jesus said. Right? That we could be filled with the same spirit Christ was filled with? Are you kidding? Woo! That's the promise. I don't know any promise better than that one. So talk to the Holy Spirit during the day. If you're afraid, talk to Him. Say, Holy Spirit, I'm afraid. Help me. He understands. You don't have to keep anything from Him. Holy Spirit, I just made the same mistake for the 132nd time. Help me. You don't have to be afraid to tell Him. He knows anyway. Right? Tell him about everything. Talk to him. Interact with him. Say, strengthen me, Holy Spirit. Help me to to act on all that you've said. Give me strength to act on what you've said. Show Christ to me. Reveal Christ to me. Listen, this is why you're on earth, to experience Christ. This earth earth is passing away, but this is a precious time. We want to take full advantage of this time. It's an age of grace and faith. Thomas wasn't much, a whole lot written about the disciple Thomas except that he, he kind of doubted and didn't believe, right? And Jesus said, you believe because you see, but blessed are those who believe who have not seen. This is a time to, to really demonstrate your faith in Christ because we can't see him with these eyes, right? We're in this natural realm right now. And this is the time to act on his word. Hallelujah, because when this all passes away, we're going to see him face to face. I don't want to wait till then. I want to act just like he's standing in front of me now. Just like he's right in front of me now. 
We're staring face to face. We're walking side by side now. How would you walk if Jesus was walking by your side? Start walking that way. Come on. Start walking that way. Woo! We would live differently, wouldn't we? If we knew Jesus Christ was standing right next to me, what if Jesus Christ was living inside of you? How would you walk? Would you be afraid of a virus? That'd be unthinkable. That'd be absolutely unthinkable if Jesus Christ was living in me. How could I ever be afraid of a virus? Unless that virus was stronger than Christ, then we've got a problem, right? Then we'd be afraid. Hello? See, we've got to take time to say, what are we really believing about Christ? Do we really embrace him as he is? Or do we kind of just kind of, you know, read our Bibles now and then and then listen to the news? It's time to walk with the living Christ. It's time to walk with the resurrected Christ because he's living inside of you. But as long as you choose to allow the voices of fear a place in your life, you'll never walk the walk you were created to walk. It's time to walk with the resurrected Christ. Hallelujah. We're a people after God's own heart. Hallelujah. We're a people who know the heart of God and we realize that he placed us in this earth for a mission to broadcast and publish the good news that ev people everywhere in the world would hear it and come to know him. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, Acts chapter 13, 22. This is our uh, primary text for our series after God's own heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. After God's own heart, Acts 13, 22. I'm going to start in the Passion Translation. It says, God raised up David to be king. For, why did God do that? He didn't just randomly select somebody. There was a reason that he chose this man to be his personal representative in the earth. For God said of him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man who always pursues my heart. Let it be said of us, Father. We are people who always pursue your heart. And will accomplish all that I have destined him to do. That's why God chose him. The message translation says, I've searched the land and found this David, son of Jesse. He's a man whose heart Beats to my heart. A man who will do what I tell him. The Amplified translation says, He bore witness and said, God bore witness of David's integrity, of David's heart. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will and carry out my program fully. We learned last week that God has a program and that the church is the cast in his program. If you've ever been to a, a Broadway show or a play, you get a program. When you enter and the program has a description, the title of what you're about to see, a, a, a narrative of what you're about to see, a listing of the events and the acts and the scenes, and a listing of who's, who's going to bring that action to pass, right? Who's going to carry out that program? Well, that's who the church is. The church is the cast in the Father's program. Mark 16, verse 15 in the Amplified. 
Mark 16, verse 15 of the Amplified. And he said to them, go into all the world. This is the Christ talking. So we fully embrace every syllable he says, right? We fully embrace everything he says. Hallelujah. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach and publish openly. Hmm. That's why freedom of speech is so important. Right? Bill of Rights, freedom of speech, freedom of worship. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And I was talking with a friend actually recently who's from another country and became a citizen here. And he's watching everything that's going on. He said, I'm just amazed. Americans don't realize, so many don't realize what freedom is. They have no idea what they have here. This is someone coming here from another country and is now a citizen and just amazed at the way people are acting. He said, I guess if you've just grown up with freedom, you don't appreciate it. It wasn't like that in my country. But what, what enables us to enjoy that freedom was the, in the founding documents of our nation. The founding fathers put in writing that we were endowed by our Creator with certain inalienable rights. means no one can take them away. And it's that recognition that our freedom is from God and man has no right to try and take that away that has enabled this nation to be like no other. You won't find another nation where so many people are trying to come in. You won't find it. You'll find nations people are trying to get out. <laughs> You'll find a lot of those and they won't let them leave. There's something special about the recognition of the founding fathers where they said, we have been endowed by our Creator, we're free. Publish openly the good news to every creature of the whole human race. There is the mission, there is the program of the Father to publish openly the good news. And I'll tell you what. I've had uh, more opportunities, I think, than I've ever had before in my life in the last few years to stop doing what I'm doing or to be discouraged or to quit, but I am more determined than I've ever been in my life to go all the way, to go all the way with Christ, to, to preach like I've never preached before, to run like I've never run before, to shout like I've never shouted before, to sing like I've never sung before, to play that guitar like I've never played it before, because he's my father. He's my Father, and no one can take that away from you. He is the one who gives you your rights. But see, man doesn't like that because man wants to control you. Unrenewed mind, right? The, the, the fallen man wants to have you under his control. Mm -mm. We're not going to live that way. Not here, not in this nation. Jesus, Lord of America. Hallelujah. So this program of the Father called Salvation, that's the name of his play, Salvation Through Christ, is to preach and to proclaim, to produce, to publish openly the good news so that the entire world can hear, to fill the earth with the good news of his amazing love so that people everywhere can hear, believe, and be saved. Because that's all it requires to be saved. 
You don't have to meet some standard. You don't have to clean up your life. You just have to hear how much God loves you and what he's provided for you through his son and then receive it by faith. Just believe. And that's our message at Highway. Only believe. Grow in the knowledge of what Christ did for you. And then believe it. Keep it simple. And Paul, that was one of Paul's challenges, is to try and keep people uh, in that place of simplicity with Christ that was just based on believing. Man tries to complicate it, and denominations are a great example of that, right? Well, yeah, you've got to believe, but then you've got to dun 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 that's it. Don't let anyone add anything to that. Don't let anyone add anything to that in your life. They don't have a right to do that. You don't have to argue with them, but in your heart and in your mind, you keep going. Saved by grace through faith. Saved by grace through faith. I'm not interested in arguing. I just I want you to understand how simple it is to walk with Christ. We're not interested in arguing. Not interested in trying to prove my point. I'm interested in liberty. I'm interested in experiencing him more intimately every day. I'm sorry, your wisdom ain't going to cut it. It's going to trip me up. I need Jesus. I need what he said, not what you said, right? <laughs> so all of us are called to be in this program. We're all uh, called to be a member of God's cast. He made you in his image. We talked last week about the English word church. The Greek word is ekklesia, which is seen in English translations usually as church. This Greek word was used by the Greeks. How about that? That makes sense, doesn't it? But literally it was used by the Greeks. It wasn't a Hebrew word. It wasn't of the Hebrew culture. Now, uh, the Hebrews for some time spoke Greek, and the New Testament was written in Greek. But this was used by the Greeks, and it was a term, ekklesia, which we we've, uh, say church, to mean a body of citizens called out of their homes to a public gathering to discuss the affairs of state. A body of citizens called out of their homes to a public gathering to discuss the affairs of state. And last week we looked at Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. says, do not forsake the assembling together as some are in the habit of doing. All the more meet as the day approaches, right? This word ecclesia means a public gathering that has been summoned for a definite purpose. Why are we here on a Saturday night for the Father's program? What is it? Salvation. Saved by grace through faith. That's his program. That's our definite purpose. That's why we gather on a regular basis because we're, we're gathering to grow uh, in the reality of what Christ has done for us and to be vessels for his salvation to flow through. Hallelujah. This word, ecclesia, it's kind of a fun word as I study it. It uh, begins with a primary preposition that denotes origin. In other words, the ecclesia is the point from which action or motion proceeds. We are, we are the point from which God moves. The church is, is God's origin for action. 
You are the church. Wherever you go, you're the church. We're in a warehouse. Whatever kind of building you're in, it doesn't matter. If you've been born again, you're the church. You are the point of origin for God to move in this earth. Yes, you are. You are the point of origin for God to move in this earth. You are the point of origin for God to proceed from. God wants to proceed from you to the people around you. Acts chapter 7. We're just keeping going. I, I hope you're, you, you haven't, you're not watching a football game or something on your phone. Acts chapter 7. I don't know. Are there any games on tonight? I don't know. Tom Brady's playing tomorrow night. Remember that? <laughs> Acts chapter 7, 36. We're talking about the church, those who've been called out of their homes to a public gathering to discuss God's purpose. Woo! I like that. That's us. We're talking about the people that are the point of origin for God to move in the earth. Do you realize we can limit what God can do in the earth if we're not renewing our minds with the words of Christ? God may want to move through you, but if you're not in the word, renewing your mind with the spirit of the word, not legalism, not you can't do this and you can't do that. You want to get free, read Galatians. They had all kinds of rules. You have to celebrate this on that day. You have to eat this. You can't eat that. You have to go here. You have to do this. Galatians is a great book. No, you just got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Just believe. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 7, verse 36 through 38. We see this word, uh, ecclesia, in verse 38. But let's start in verse 36. He brought them out. Who brought who out? God brought out his people out of bondage. Right? After that, he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren. Who's that? Jesus. Moses, Moses taught about Jesus. Did you know that? Do you know that when Jesus uh, uh, appeared after his resurrection, he went through, through Moses and the prophets, and he, he taught. He showed through the scriptures how Moses and the prophets revealed Christ to us. A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him shall you hear. Verse 38, this is he that was in the church. Ecclesia in that group of people that were called out of bondage into freedom to be summoned publicly for God's purpose. Hmm. This is he that was in the church, in the wilderness. Christ in the church, yes, the church is his body. Hallelujah, in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in the Mount, excuse me, in the Mount Sinai. And with our fathers... Yeah, actually, it's, this is he is talking about Moses there. Yeah, this is Moses that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spake to him in Mount Sinai. That's Moses. And with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us. Can I translate lively oracles for you? Fresh, hot Jesus. That's what lively oracles are. The, the fresh, hot word from heaven the unadulterated 
pureness of the life of God. The truth of God's wisdom. The word of God is pure, incorruptible. Hallelujah. Who receive the lively oracles of God. You see, the Bible is the written word of God. Jesus is the living word of God. God's people were called out of Egypt or bondage, out of the world's way of thinking for a definite purpose. What was that definite purpose? Well, what did Moses say when Pharaoh asked him, what do you want to do? We want to go worship our God. They had a definite purpose, to leave bondage, to worship God. That's the only way you can get out of bondage, is by worshiping Him. Did you know that? Worship Him. If you're having a challenge with something, a bad habit or an addiction, start worshiping Christ. But worship Him knowing He loves you and that He sets you free in Christ. That Christ broke that bondage in your life and that you are not a drug addict, you're not an alcoholic, you're a child of God. And you praise Him with that knowledge. You praise Him with that knowledge. Hallelujah. God's people were called out of the world's way of thinking for a definite purpose, to worship the one who made them. We're called out of the world's way of thinking. Hello. The media is not our preacher. It's not. I'm not I'm, I love them all. I pray for them. But they really don't have much of a voice, if any, in my life. You know, every once in a while I'll click to see what's happening for about 30 seconds and that's it. You know, once every 10 years maybe. <laughs> no. Maybe once a week or so I'll check out, see what's going on. Nothing's really changed since I've been saved, really. It's all darkness and confusion. And I just keep, keep walking with Christ. Christ tells me things you'll never hear in the media. See, I've got this fresh, hot news source that's direct, and it's in me. And I just get alone with him, and he reveals things to me. He shows me things to come. And Fox doesn't know anything about it. CNN doesn't know anything about it. The Holy Spirit is publishing God's plan for my life inside of me, and no one has access to it but me. <laughs> We're separating ourselves. We've been called. We're God's uh, cast in his program. And he's called us out of the world's way of thinking to separate ourselves from man's wisdom, not to mix a little Bible with a little man's wisdom. I hear that so much. Well, you've got to exercise wisdom. What they're really saying is, you, you know, you can't just take God at his word. We, you know, there are, there are people who know better. And I'm going to also go with what they say, and I'll keep the Bible on my bedstand, but I'll also, you know, consult these uh, wise, these experts, yeah, right? I want to encourage you to put all experts aside and come to the expert. He's fully qualified. He's never learned anything. He's never not known anything. He's always known everything about everything forever. He knows everything about everyone for all time. Go, go forward 10 million years, he is. Go back 10 million years, he is. He has no beginning. He has no end. Go to him. You'll save yourself so much grief, so much heartache, so much confusion if you'll learn that he's the one I go to. And what's wonderful is you have full access to all that he is all the time. 
through faith in Christ. Start training yourself to go to him when you have a challenge. And to stay in his presence until you hear from him. To stay in his presence, to worship him, to get in his word till the Holy Spirit illuminates Christ to you. There's something special about time alone with him. There's something very special about pulling away from everything and closing the doors, get, putting your phone out of reach, push, closing the lid of your laptop, turn, not answering any calls, and, and worshiping Jesus. And I want to encourage you and exhort you to do this more than ever. To be consistent with this. To know that it is you hearing from him is essential for your daily life. It's essential. Hallelujah. To hear from him. We're called to hear him. The church are the people in the earth that hear from God. We're the people that hear from God. That's who we are. We're the people who know him. We're the people that hear from him. We're the people that experience him. We're the people that are growing in the reality of him. We're the people that are knowing him more. We're the people that have made ourselves available to him so that he can publish and broadcast himself through us to the world around us. Hallelujah. We're the people. The church, the ecclesia, we've been called out of the world's way of thinking We've been called out of what is politically correct. Can I say it that way? We've been called out of political correctness. There ain't a, there ain't a stitch of good in political correctness. You know what it is? It's an effort to silence your tongue. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's what political correctness is all about. We're going to tell you what to say and when to say it. This country wasn't built on that. So I can have someone saying things that are just wrong, but I'm going to let him say them because I want I, freedom is important. I'll pray for that person. I'm not going to censor him and tell him he can't, he can't say that the Buccaneers aren't going to win the Super Bowl. I'm not going to shut him up or the Patriots or whoever you're rooting for. I'm not interested in censoring stupidity. God doesn't try and control people. He gave us a free will, and he's not in the business of manipulating and controlling people. God has never forced anyone to do anything, and he never will. It, he's given us the free will to choose death or life, life or death, blessing or curse. It's our, it's our choice. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 1. Let's read this. 1 Peter chapter 1. <laughs> oh, it's good to be free. You're looking at a free man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen, God wants you to hear. You're the ones who hear from God. <laughs> now, can I say this to you? Thank you, Lord. I just want to make sure I'm getting everything in here. When God speaks to you, it will always point to Christ. When God speaks to anyone, it will always point to Christ. I'm talking about political correctness. We've been called out of that. Why? Because Christ is not a religion. 
He's not a philosophy. He's not a political party. He's not an idea or a, or a school of thought. He is truth. And he's for everybody. Everybody in every nation, every tongue, every tribe. Christ is for everybody, everywhere. For people who speak every language, who eat different foods, who dress differently, who, who listen to different music, who live differently. He's for everybody. He made mankind. So when God speaks, it could be someone out in uh, Djibouti somewhere. In, in the jungles, uh, out in the, you know, with no one else around. If God speaks to that person in whatever language they speak, he will point them to Christ. Not an English North American idea. The Christ. You're following me. This is not a, a United States thing. It's not a North America thing. We're talking about the person. Before there was any nation, there was Christ. And he's for every nation. So anytime God speaks to someone, he will point them to Christ. All right? Now, Anytime God speaks to someone, he will speak to them through his word. It will always be, Jesus is the word, isn't he? Right? It will always be in agreement with his written word. And I know this can be a tough one for people, but we might as well just accept Jesus. We might as well just embrace the word of God. You see, God, God has never taken a poll. He, he, he doesn't take surveys. He's not uh, trying to figure out what the, what the most popular choice is so that he can be reelected. He doesn't think, see, that we, you could, if you've allowed yourself to be conditioned by the media, you, you're, you, you probably, uh, your buttons are able to be pushed very easily. You get easily offended. So someone like me comes along and you're probably, who is he talking about? Right? That's what the media is training you to do is to get upset, get, get offended, to sue people, to, 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 um, to harbor unforgiveness in your heart. But God's not that way. God is not confused. He's never been. He cannot be. He sees everything perfectly clearly. God is not from a particular nation. Nations came from him. Right? He's not from America. He's not from Canada. He's not from Russia. He's not from the Philippines. They all came from him. Before any nation was, there is God, and he's pure, and he's holy, he's perfect love, he's truth, and all mankind came from him. So when he speaks to someone, he's not trying to um, get, a, get a news station to approve what he said. He's not politically correct. He never will be. He will speak to you based on truth. That's it. So if, you're, if you've been letting the media push your buttons and you're offended by this term and that term and you get upset when someone says this, you're not going to be able to hear from God. Love does not get offended. Love is not touchy or fretful. That's what politically correctness is training you to live your life outside of love. To get easily offended. We're, 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 it's, we're, the media is trying to create a culture where everybody's upset. Someone needs to be silenced. 
Someone needs to be sued. Someone needs to be impeached. That's not, that's not the church. That's not the culture we live in. This is a culture where we just fully submit to and embrace the Father so that we can uh, experience Him, grow in Him, and allow Him to flow through us. Now, do you think God can reach someone who, who is in some remote island somewhere that speaks some language that I don't even know? Of course. There isn't a language He doesn't speak. He knows just what to say to someone uh, on, uh, in Tunisia or in Lampedusa or in, uh, in the Ukraine or Mongolia, wherever, wherever you could. Th- he knows just what to say to someone. What is the devil doing? He's working to condition you so you can't hear from the Father. And he's doing it through the media. I'm just being real with you. When God speaks, He just is. There's no pretense. It's pure love. It's not forced. It's love. It's His presence. It's Jesus unveiled. Now, when someone says they've heard from God, They've prayed and heard from God. If it doesn't point to Christ and is in agreement with the Word of God, they didn't hear from God. We saw that recently in the news, right? An elected official claims to have prayed and heard from God. Elected official, minister, whoever it is that comes out, and they say, I pray to God, and this is what he said. If it, if it doesn't point to the resurrected Christ, it's not from God. It's just that simple. God doesn't know any other way to speak. He's not afraid to bring up his son because it's not correct. When he speaks, it's going to point to the son. He knows how good his son is. He knows how much we need them. You know, we're, we're training our puppy. We got an 11-week, 12-week old puppy. And that puppy just wants to chew on things, you know. Grabbed one of Jennifer's shoes this morning, and she was upstairs. And I said, oh, boy, don't, don't you eat my wife's shoe. You're going to be in trouble. But the puppy doesn't know what's good for it. It just sees something and wants to chew, you know. So there are some things it, it tries to bite. And I, I know, we, for example, we had these ant traps that have this, you know, ant poison in there. And I tried to get rid of them all, and I left one in there. And she, she, she found it under the, somewhere in this little corner. She somehow found it. She come bouncing around the corner with this <laughs> ant trap in her mouth, you know. What do we do? We take that out of her mouth. She doesn't want it to be taken out of her mouth. But it's not good for her, Right? God wants his truth to be in your mouth. If there are things in our mouth that are not good for us, God wants to take those, he wants us to let go of those things so that his word would be in our mouth. Regardless of the repercussions, we're not afraid of what man would do to us. We're not afraid. What can he do to us? Really. We can't die. We can't die. They tried to get rid of the Apostle John. The Apostle couldn't do it. They had to exile him to Patmos, right? They couldn't kill Jesus. He had to allow that to happen in order for it to happen, right? We're fearless people. We're unstoppable people. Unstoppable people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we receive input directly from God. We have a conversation with God every day. 
Every day I hear from God. Wow, who do you think you are? I, I'm a saved child of God. I'm no more special than you. God brought us into a relationship so we could hear from him. He's not a silent God. He's not a statue. He's not a stained glass window. He's the living, breathing creator of the universe, and he wants to talk to you. I have daily, I'm talking to him all day long. I talk to him even when I'm sleeping. In my, my, just silently I'll be interacting with him. Even last night I was having a stupid dream and I just start talking to God in my sleep. I'm not going to accept those stupid thoughts. That's not my father speaking. I'll just start worshiping him right there. You know what happens? Those, those stupid dreams just fade away and there's the peace of Christ. We're in this regular conversation with God. We're, we're in a regular conversation with the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. We're in a regular conversation with the maker of heaven and earth. We hear from him throughout the day. He's speaking to us. We're speaking to him. We're worshiping. We're listening. He tells us things that transform us, that make us whole, and that lead us forward. He reveals things to us that no one else could reveal. He shows us what's to come. Hallelujah. Now let's read 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. In the message translation, oh, hallelujah. One of the reasons I wanted to have church on Saturday night is we can go to midnight, see? <laughs> ah! Just kidding. <laughs> hallelujah. Verse 18, your life is a journey you must travel with a deep consciousness of God. How deep, everyday deep. My eyes open in the morning, and I'm, I'm fellowshipping with him deep. If a voice comes to me that's contrary to what he said, I don't even listen. Deep. Where the media has no pull or play in my thought life. Deep. So deep that nothing can move me. Deep. Your life is a journey you must travel with a deep consciousness of God. It costs God plenty to get you out of that dead-end, empty-headed life you grew up in. Guilty, right? It costs God plenty to get you out of that dead-end, empty-headed life you grew up in. You know, as a while ago, I had someone on Facebook who knew me before I was saved. And uh, I forget what they said. Does the church know? Like when I was saved at 19. and said, the church know that you used to, you used to drink alcohol? <gasps> Don't tell them that. Yeah, I tell them all the time. <laughs> I was lost, right? I was empty-headed. I was, I was in the dark. I was, I was going 75 toward a dead end, right? He paid with Christ's sacred blood. You know, he died like an unblemished sacrificial lamb. Verse 20. And this was no afterthought. Even though it has only lately, at the end of the ages, become public knowledge, God always knew he was going to do this for you. Give you Christ. That's what we're talking about, right? 
bring Christ to you, save you through his son. It's because of this sacrificed Messiah, whom God then raised from the dead and glorified, that you trust God. That you know, you know, you're certain, you're sure, you're convinced, you have a future in God. In 2021, yes. Don't ever let a a decree from an organization or a government make you afraid. Don't ever let that happen. This official organization or uh, issues this such and such means nothing. I'm just saying, it's just the word of man. It's just the word of man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, you've got to choose to get to the place where you exalt the Word of God above everything else. It's already above everything else, but you've got to personally choose to put it there in your thinking. Right? When we say we're exalting God, well, He's already fully exalted. What are we saying? We're choosing in our personal thought life, in our soul, we're choosing to exalt Him and and. Give him the authority over our thoughts and emotions. You understand that? We say, we exalt you, Lord. He's as exalted as you can get. No one's higher than him. What are we saying? We, We choose to embrace who you are, and we submit every thought and feeling unto the truth of your person. We exalt you. Right? That's why praise and worship is so important. We're not doing that so God will feel better. We're doing it to, to train ourselves, to, to renew our minds, to get our emotions in check, to bring our soul and our body under the submission of our recreated spirit. That's one of the best ways to train your flesh is to worship God. You, when you feel like totally quitting, when you feel like this is, this is, there's no way that this can happen, I, the things that you were so excited about before, it looks like they're not going to happen, it's not going to come through, that's the best time to start praising Him. When you feel your worst, it's the best time to enter in and start stirring yourself up and, and start confessing with your mouth the realities of what He's done for you. I was just doing that not too long ago, and I went from feeling like a, a run-over piece of baloney to feeling like a, a, a conquering king. What changed? Nothing other than my feelings. I exalted him in my soul. And the reality of who I am rose up and took control of my soul and my body. Praise. Rejoice in the Lord. Delight Gladden yourselves in Him. Again, I say it again, rejoice in the Lord 24-7. I'm cultivating this like never before. Just to rejoice. All these things to think about and wonder how. Hallelujah! God, you're so good. But yeah, but this hasn't happened and you need to do this. Hallelujah! God, you're so good. Lord, I bless you. You're my king and my savior. But then, oh my, how's this going to happen? You don't have to have a Oh, God, you're so good. It trains your soul to never worry again. Do you know you don't have to figure how things figure out how things are going to happen in your life? Just worship him. Is that irresponsible? Not at all. In fact, Jesus said, "Steep your lives in God reality." 
God initiative, God provisions. That's the message translation of seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Everything else would be added. In other words, Jesus said one thing is needed to Martha. You remember that? Mary chose that one thing. What is? To sit at his feet and listen. That's all you need to do. Now, if there's some actions you need to take, he'll direct you. If it's time for work, you'll have the strength to go and do a great job. But that strength and wisdom comes from sitting at his feet, spending time with him. Hallelujah. Seeing you have purified your souls, verse 22, in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. The message translation says, love one another as if your lives depended on it. We can't get offended at each other. Our lives depend on it. My life depends on loving you. Your life depends on loving me. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Verse 23. Your new life, you have to love me. <laughs> Verse 23. Your new life is not like your old life. Not at all. Oh, it's a whole different life. It's based on different beliefs, serving a different God, Whew. speaking a different language. Your old birth came from mortal sperm. Can we say that in church? I guess I just did, right? Your old birth came from mortal sperm. Your new birth comes from God's living word. Just think, a life conceived by God himself. (laughs) That's the life we're living. Come on, highway family. Stir yourselves up and pursue him like never before. Let his heartbeat become your heartbeat. Pursue the heart of God like you never have before. Realize one thing is needed, and that's to hear from him. That's to sit at his feet, to worship him and receive his instruction and direction for your life. Hallelujah. 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 You see, the word program not only means, uh, you know, a publication that gives you information about what you're about to see and all the different events, but the word program also means input. Back in Acts uh, 13, 22, it says, David will fully carry out my program. Or carry out my program fully. A program can be a verb. It can be inputting data into something in order to, to uh, bring about a desired behavior. In fact, it, we know that's used in, in the computer world, right? To provide with coded instructions for the performance of a task. So you can program a machine to perform a task, Right? You can cause something to behave in a predetermined way if you put the right data in. I just saw a little robot uh, weeder for your garden. Have you guys seen that yet? There's this little round thing that goes through your garden and pulls out weeds. I'm like, I'll take one of those, baby. 
It's like, how's that work? Whew. Although I do like getting in the dirt when I have a chance. But uh, yeah, so there's an input. Worshiping God, we're called to assemble publicly. We're called out of the world's way of thinking to worship Him, to hear from God. He wants to fill you with input that will change the way you behave. It will cause you to act like Jesus. <laughs> Let's finish with 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. He wants to fill you with his word so that your behavior will change. Don't try and change your behavior. Just fill yourself with Jesus. Just fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. Our behavior is not our focus. Our focus is intimacy with Him. As you become more intimate with Him, you can't help but change. It just happens. Right? You can't jump into a swimming pool without getting wet. It's not going to happen. right? You can't be in relationship with Christ and not be transformed. You can be in relationship with religion and not be transformed. But you can't be in relationship with Christ and not be transformed. God has a predetermined ending for you. He has a predetermined plan for your life. And if, you, if I want to just sum it up with one word, it's intimacy with him and victory. Intimacy with him and victory. Where you're seeing him move in your life. Where you're talking with him and he's talking to you. Where you're, where you're basing your decisions on what he said to you, not on what man says you can and can't do. God has a predetermined outcome for your life and it's in Christ and it's victory. 2 Peter 1, starting in verse 1, it says, Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. Boy, that's, that's a message right there. With us, through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. What is this like precious faith? You see, there's all kinds of things you can believe, even in the body of Christ, all kinds of denominations. But when you've decided to just believe what Jesus says, to just take the book of Acts and realize it's still, it's still happening today, and you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you begin speaking in tongues, the gifts of the Spirit are operating in your life, you're experiencing it just like they did in Acts, then nothing else is going to satisfy you. And you begin looking for people who have that same uh, abandonment toward, the, toward God. And when I came to know him back in 1899, I just believed what I read, and I discovered there are many Christians who don't do that. They believe they're going to heaven because they put their faith in Christ, which is good. But as far as <laughs> the reality of him in our daily lives now, they don't have a clue. It's become this tradition to them, and they're waiting to get to heaven. It's never been that to me. It's been, I'm going to die if I don't have him. And now that I have him, I'm going to live as he lived. That's how I know him. He's been, he's been everything to me. I realize I can't, I can't lift my foot and do this if it wasn't for him. I realize I can't breathe without him. And the more you realize how important he is to you, the more you'll pursue him. Hallelujah. 
So we're looking for those who will just take God at his word. And when you find a church like this, man, plant yourself. Plant yourself. I'm just being real with you. I'd look for churches like this everywhere I went. Can I just please have a church that will just say what Jesus said? That won't try and limit what God can do. That won't tell me the Holy Spirit's not for today. And God, it's not God's will to heal you. I said, wait a minute, I don't see that in the Bible. Right? Can I just hear a preacher preach Jesus? That he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he heals today just like he did then. That he saves today just like he did then. He raises the dead today just like he did then. Can someone just give me some fresh, hot Jesus? Like precious faith. Verse 2. How, what is this, where does this like precious faith come from? You embrace everything God said. Every promise of God is your, is, your, is your foundation for operating. It comes from verse number two. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life. What? It's already done. He's given you everything pertaining to life. He's given it to you through Christ. Is healing pertain to life? Hello? Of course. He's given it to you in Christ. He's given us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these he has granted to us. Notice it's past tense. It's done. His precious and magnificent promises in order that by them you personally might become partakers of of his divine nature. In order that he gave us his promises, he gave us his son so that you today in 2021 could daily, personally, intimately experience the victory of Christ for yourself in everything you do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. All right, we're going to stop here. <laughs> I'm really trying out. <laughs> Woo, that new wine, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. You'll never be stressed again when you believe God. Hallelujah. Keep, keep trusting him. Hallelujah. We'll see we go this upcoming Sunday, not tomorrow, but a week from Sunday. Tomorrow we will not have service here. Tomorrow, because Daniel and Olivia are having their wedding at 11 a.m. So pray for them, bless them. We're so excited to see these uh, young folks realize how good God is and come together. So that will be going on tomorrow morning. Um, but if, if, if we're going to continue with this series, and I'm so excited, I, I think if we can get to it, I want to give you the, the key to finding your place in the body of Christ. The key to finding and taking your place in the body of Christ. But that's where we're heading because we're after God's own heart. Hallelujah. Jennifer, would you come up please, sweetie, and let's pray. Father, we worship you tonight. You're so good. Man, thank you for getting us together. Thank you for, for calling us to assemble publicly to learn your purpose for our lives, to grow in the reality of who you are and what you've done through us through your Son and who we are in you. Thank you, Lord, for raising up this church and ministry, Father, to, to just simply proclaim Jesus. 
to simply proclaim this, this salvation by grace through faith. Father, I thank you for this highway family. Lord, those that are here tonight in this warehouse and those that who join, join us and who are part of this family through the Internet, I pray, Father, that you would strengthen this family. Lord, that we, we've been reminded tonight to hear from you, not politicians, from you, not political correctness, not culture or tradition, but from your Spirit. And Lord, you, you, all, you, you always speak to us truth. You don't have anything else to give us but life and truth, love and joy, peace and strength, because you're the author of all these things. Hallelujah. I pray that this highway family would rise up, yeah. would rise up strong in October in November, in December of 2021, that they would lift up their heads, that they would breathe deeply of your spirit, that we would be unafraid in whatever area we're called into, in whatever industry or, or field we work in, that we would lift up our heads, that we would stand on your word, that we'd be unafraid, and that we would do what you've put in our heart to do, that we would not allow man to dominate or try and manipulate or control us. That we stand boldly and declare that Jesus is Lord. That salvation is available to anyone who would believe. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life he came to give you.